A new pilot project has been launched that could have a big impact for students in the 2SLGBTQIA plus community. Researchers at Lawson Health Research Institute have launched a pilot study and a pilot project. It's called Queer in the Classroom. The goal is to have a new approach in the education system to help students in the community in every way possible. Isla Nevis is a Lawson Research Assistant with the Mental Health Incubator for Disruptive Solutions. They join us now. Appreciate the time today. It has uh, been a long time since I've been in the classroom, but it seems it's fair to say there needs to be a bit more inclusiveness in the classroom these days. Certainly, that's what we're hoping to be able to achieve through this project uh, and to make school systems a little bit more able to uh, be places where our queer and trans youth are able to thrive. So this is a pilot study and a pilot project. How is this going to work? So the ultimate goal is to create a professional development tool that will allow teachers and educators to strengthen their understanding of how they can support these students that uh, we've seen have a a uh, disproportional rate of mental health struggles. Uh, So it's really a project born out of necessity for a desire to create uh, learning atmospheres where these students are going to be able to uh, feel fully embraced and accepted uh, and be able to learn well and uh, do well in terms of their mental well-being. How did this all come about? So we've had a a long history uh, in Canada of working on this issue Um, Around 10 years ago, back in 2011, there was a national climate survey done by Eagle called uh, Every Class in Every School. And it found that 64% of uh, students that belong to the queer and trans communities felt unsafe in their school. We have had a lot of development since then. And in 2021, uh, this uh, climate survey was reconducted and it found that that number had decreased to 62% which is only a 2% drop over a decade. So it's clear that whatever is being done, it's not showing a significant impact on the perceived feelings that our queer and trans youth uh, have inside of our school system. And that gave birth to the idea of queer in the classroom, which at at, at its root is really about restructuring how we conceptualize supporting these students. Uh, So moving away from this model that has focused very heavily on Uh, the harm that can befall these students on things like bullying and discrimination, and looking instead towards uh, how we can be celebrating them, how we can be uplifting them, and how we can be viewing uh, diversity as a source of strength for our classroom. Uh, So safety is the foundation for both well-being and for learning. Uh, If you're spending so many hours in your day in a space where you feel unsafe, uh, that kind of chronic stress is going to have a really negative experience on your mental health. And also for learning, if you don't feel safe, you're not going to feel comfortable stretching yourself and you're not going to feel comfortable uh, putting yourself in a a vulnerable position, which is where we learn and grow. Um, So we're hoping to create uh, these schools for our youth, but rather than the conventional approach, which is focused on a lack of risk. So reducing those things like bullying and whatnot, um, viewing safety as resilience. So as kids who are not necessarily never going to encounter hard things, but kids who have the confidence and self-assurance to overcome them. 
So just building off of that, what does the, the support uh, look like in the classroom to, to move this forward and, and really uh, improve the, the, the school system for everybody here? Mm-hmm. So um, something I always love to say is that we're striving to have these kids feel like they're not just allowed to exist, but being embraced in their existence. Uh, so when they come into the classroom, they're seeing representation of themselves in the curriculum. They're seeing their identities being respected by their peers and by their teachers. And they're seeing their perspectives valued as contributions to a learning space where uh, everybody is coming together to, to share and grow uh, collectively. So the, the core models for Queer in the Classroom is looking to move beyond an approach that's very reactive, which is where a lot of our schools are at right now, where we're only addressing these topics when forced to by a student who says, this is what I need, and towards a more proactive approach that's saying all of our students can benefit from more discussion about identity and about wellness and about orientation and by seeing the uh, incredible diversity of the queer and trans community and all the amazing things that they're doing. So things like having Uh, classroom libraries that feature a diverse cast of characters, having conversations that support uh, these youth as they are exploring their identity and finding what feels most authentic and affirming for them, Uh, and just generally creating a classroom environment that is outwardly and, you know, passionately acknowledges that it's an affirming space for these youth. Are there other, you know, areas uh, maybe in this country or elsewhere that are doing initiatives like this, or is this really kind of breaking new ground? There are certainly teachers who are doing this type of thing who have, you know, through their work have discovered that this is the type of approach that has been most beneficial for many of their students. And, of course, that's, you know, where we're drawing from is both from the existing body of research and literature that we've reviewed, as well as through our own study that has explored these lived experiences of students, teachers, and parents. Uh, But most the conventional professional development has focused very kind of narrowly focused on definitions of identities and on uh, reducing harm that can come to the youth. So from this perspective of, you know, implementing a widespread initiative that is training teachers on how to take this approach, uh, it's it's pretty innovative. So in terms of where this will be taking place, do you need uh, school boards, uh, schools? Like, how do you do this? Mm-hmm. So our long-term goal is to, uh, to be conducting this uh, across school boards across Ontario. That's where our, our study was, was piloted and what our target demographic is. Um, as we are kind of still in the stages of developing, we're looking at working with you know, individual schools, even individual teachers uh, to be piloting the program. Uh, but ultimately, we are hoping to roll out uh, on, a, on a school board by school board basis and deliver this to, to as, many, as many teachers and educators as we can. This, as you said off the top, leads to hopefully and ideally you know, more provincial, professional uh, development. What's the, sort of the timeline for, for starting this and getting to that point where you can have it as, you know, that professional development for teachers and for schools? Yeah, so we're already rolling this out on an individual basis to uh, classrooms and schools that request it. Uh, but we are hoping to be scaling uh, over the coming year uh, and to be partnering now with 
school boards to uh, see this take place uh, on less of a per request basis and more on an, on a level of, uh, you know, a structured professional development days. We will uh, follow with interest. I appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. That's Isla Nevis, uh, Lawson Health Research Institute through the Mental Health Incubator for Disruptive Solutions.